0: This month, we're changing our focus. You know, our theme this year is Blazing New Trails. And each month we are focusing on a different area of life of consciousness to blaze new trails in it. And what does that mean? To to get a larger consciousness, to get a higher perspective, to step into a larger way of being than we've ever experienced before. And it calls to us to put down our our patterns of being, our old ways of being. We're invited and called to look at how we do things, how we approach things, how we've been living our lives up till now, and what inside of us is calling us to better and more, and what is it calling us to be and to do and to think and to know and to believe. You know, when we do this, when we take the time to become conscious, and this is the thing, you know, we are, you know, we, how many of you believe we have free will? Anyone not believe that we don't have free will? I was gonna say, you know, it's, you know, I mean, they have been arguing this for hundreds and hundreds of years, or very thousands of years, you know, as long as there's been philosophers, they have been speaking about this, and I'm sort of in the middle. Uh, you know, as I say, it's it's yes and you know it's yes. That's you know, is there free will? Yes. Is there not free will? Yes. I believe we are as free as we are conscious. We are as free as we are conscious, as we are aware. Otherwise, then we are just caught up in the in the unconscious. We're driven by drama and trauma. <laughs> maybe what's going on around us influenced by that, and that's when we're unconscious. And, and as a center for spiritual living, our aim is to awaken to our own spiritual magnificence, to create personal transformation, to transform our lives to, from where we were to, to embody the magnificence that we are. But we don't get there by accident doesn't happen by accident and so to use that free will we have to bring consciousness into each these areas of our life and then expand on it where am I where do I where am I being called to go last month we talked about you know this we started this journey about living everyday wonder living everyday wonder this is a mindset that's required if we're going to blaze trails if we're going to step into new ways of being then we need to bring curiosity to where we're at in this moment. To be curious about it, to be interested in it. To not try to push it away, because to try to push it away, then then there we go. If we're not gonna be conscious, then we don't have much choice in the matter, do we? So we need to bring our curiosity, oh, this, isn't this interesting, isn't this interesting? And as we wonder about what's in front of us, where we're at, what's moving around us, then we awaken to the wonder. Our minds become filled with the wonder of new opportunities, new possibilities, a new way of being than we knew before. This month, we're shifting our focus. We're shifting our focus from living everyday wonder. And that is we is, don't forget, don't forget that. Because those are the tools we talked about last month that we're going to be using throughout the year. This month, we're talking about the inner life. The inner life. It's interesting. In the 365 Science of Mind here today, in the, uh, in the reading by Ernest Holmes, it was actually talking about the inner life. And it is this inner life, what's going on within us, it is in here that we connect the Spirit. You know, there's a saying, and I'm sure you've heard this, Neil Gaiman says it, that wherever you go, you take yourself with you. (laughs) You ever heard that before? And that's what we're going to be, this month we're talking about what's going on inside of us. How are we thinking about ourselves? How are we thinking about our relationship to the whole, to life, into new possibilities? I want to start today with a quote from Dr. Ernest Holmes. He writes this, he says, In moments of deepest realization, the great mystics have sensed that one life flows through all and that all are some part of that life. You know, in the reprise, right after the spiritual mind treatments we say there's only one life that life is god's life that life is perfect And that life is my life now Science of mind the teaching the philosophy that we embrace here is a a path of mystics It's for mystics. It is about deepening our awareness that There is one life and that we are a part of it, you know, and we teach that every human being is a divine creation. I mean, each, everyone in here, you know, take a look around. Take a look around here. You know, the person that you're looking at so the people you're looking at, they are divine creations made of that one life, that one substance. Personification, spirit, individuated itself as you. And it said, I am Marsha. And you can go ask Spirit as Marsha who she is, and she's I'm Marsha. (laughs) This embodied spirit is our true presence. It's a divine spark within us, and it cannot be lost, it cannot be damaged, it cannot be destroyed or diminished on our journey through life. But it doesn't always feel that way, does it? And that's what this month we're going to be focusing on is to examine how we think about ourselves, what we believe about ourselves, or in fact setting the limits of how much of that truth we are, can experience, the truth of who we are as children of God. We are all powerful because the, the power that is in us, the life that, that is in us is greater than what's in the world. But if we believe something different than that, well, that's gonna be our experience. So if we're gonna blaze trails, if we're gonna, yee we're gonna step into new ways of being, you're not gonna get very far if you believe that you can't get very far. <laughs> right? Yeah, there was a little wave that was bobbing along in the ocean. And this little wave was having the best time in the world. Oh, the sun was shining. It was much warmer than it is today. <laughs> and this little wave bobbing around on the ocean was enjoying the sun and the fresh air and, and doing what waves do. Whatever it is that waves do, they splash about. Wave. They wave. <laughs> and he was enjoying himself until became aware of what was happening to the waves that was in front of them. They were crashing onto the beach. Some of them were crashing onto rocks, crashing against the shore. Oh my God, this is terrible. The little wave was saying, oh, this is terrible. Oh my God, what what, what is going to happen to me? Look at what's going to happen to me. And another wave came along and waved. <laughs> they said, why are you looking so grim? Why are you looking so grim? We're all going to crash. All of us waves are going to be nothing. Isn't that terrible? Everything's gonna be just fine. It's all good, it's all working out. It sounds like somebody you would be speaking to a Concordia, right? <laughs> it's all gonna work out. First wave said, no, you don't understand. You're just being Pollyanna. Everything is not good. And the second wave said, no, you don't understand. You, you're not a wave. You're part of the ocean. You're not a wave. You're a part of the ocean. Now, why was this wave freaking out? The wave was freaking out because of how it perceived itself and its relationship to the world. The story that was going on and that, well, you know, I'm just using the metaphor, the little wave's (laughs) mind. I'm just a tiny wave, you know, just as a four-letter word. You see, there was another way for this wave to perceive itself and another story it could tell. This this wave could have said, I am part of the ocean. I am an extension, an expression, an individuation of of the ocean. Back of me is is the power of the ocean. And this morning, I want to ask you to consider what story are you telling yourself about the world around you and your relationship to it, who you are in your work, in your health, in your finances, and in the world overall. How do you view yourself? Are you powerless and and look at what's going to happen to us? We are going to crash on the beach. You know, and I think that many people believe that if you spend any time at all watching the news. If you don't believe that you're going to be crashing on the beach, there are plenty who will tell you <laughs> what is going to happen. I mean, if we have any question at all on how we're relating to life, and you may wonder, it's like, well, I don't know, what, what, how, how do I tell? Look at what your response is to circumstances as they arise. You get a bill in the mail, an unexpected bill in the mail. Oh my, what am I gonna do about this? If you find yourself paralyzed, or moving into panic or fear, that's a good indication that you're seeing yourself as limited in relationship to your circumstances. Does that make sense? Mm -hmm. I mean our feelings are, you've heard this, are our emotional guidance system, our GPS. They tell us how we are how we are, our truths, our beliefs, what they are in relationship to our experiences. Are we paralyzed with fear, freaking out because it looks like we're at the end of the road? We're on the rocks? Does it feel like we're small or nothing being tossed about? or are we like the mystics? The quote I started with Holmes, are we seeing and sensing that there is the flow of life that is back of us, that's operating through us, that is guiding us and leading us and moving us through our circumstances? How do we see ourselves in this thing called life? Who do we say that we are? Wayne Mueller in his book says, how then shall we live? He says, who do we think we are? The who that we are depends upon the way we see. If we believe we are a thief, we will act like a criminal. If we think we are fragile and broken, then we will live a fragile, broken life. If we believe we are strong and wise, we will live with enthusiasm and courage. The way we name ourselves colors the way we live who we are is in our eyes. You know, here, 2022. We're at the beginning of a new year. Well, it's actually we're in February already, but you know, that's relatively still at the beginning of the year. At the beginning of a new year, and if we see ourselves as not having the power or ability to to be and to do. What our heart is calling us to be and do through this year, if we are sensing that we're limited, seeing ourselves that way will destine us to live a life then of limits. We think we don't have support, time, or energy to move forward. Here's one I've been working with, feeling stuck. Can anyone relate to this? feeling stuck, I'm stuck, I'm stuck. Well, I will tell you from personal experience that believing that you are stuck, and calling and naming yourself as stuck, it does not bring a sense of freedom. (laughs) You only get more stuckness. A wave, you see, it's interesting, a wave on the ocean really What they see from that perspective is just the waves around them. They don't see the whole picture. They don't see the ocean. They don't see from underneath. The wave just has its limited view of the waves and the conditions and circumstances. They miss the bigger picture, which can be conducive of of a scary experience. When you identify with that... A small, narrow view of oneself in our own lives will give us a sense of fear. But, you know, in Science of Mind, and what we teach here, we know in our hearts, though, that the life that is in us is bigger. It's bigger than our conditions. It's bigger than so-called problems. It's bigger than circumstances that we might find ourselves. Ernest Holmes says this, he writes in The Science of Mind, he says, we are like the upward thrust of a wave. We look about seeing other waves, apparently disassociated from us, but underneath is what? One ocean. The one ocean pushing all waves upward. There is one move in every movement, one undulating passion for self expression, back of us, back of everything that we think and say and do, there is a power that is greater than we are that is moving us forward, and if we we allow it to, it will move us as far as it is desiring to through us, but we have to cooperate with it, we have to cooperate with it, we have to allow it, we have to get our limited stories out of the way and embrace a new story. You know, now more than ever, the world needs for us to remember who we are. We need to remember who we are. I talk about living an authentic life. In a a life where we're telling, where I'm just this, or I'm not enough, or there is not enough. That's not authentic. Authentic is what is operating within us, the power of that ocean of love that can and is doing life through us. But we have our part to play. Each wave has its place in the ocean just as each one of us has our place. You see, that's even BS. That's a belief as well, belief system. When we tell ourselves, oh, I'm not important, or it really doesn't matter what i say or what i do That's not the truth every wave on the ocean has its role and part to play and without us without us the ocean would be incomplete mother Teresa said this she said we know only too well that what we're doing is nothing more than a drop in the ocean but if the drop were not there the ocean would be missing something. You know, there's a story in the Bible, in the book of Matthew, about a conversation that Jesus had with his students. And they were, this was later on in his ministry, and he asked his disciples, he said, you know, so who, 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 who do they say I am? You know, in the town, what, what's, the, what's the, the gossip about town? about who I am. Who are they saying that I am? And there was a lot of talk. And so his disciples, they gave him all sorts of answers. Well, you know, some of them say you're just crazy. (laughs) Some of them say that you're this person come back or that you're this prophet who's come back or, you know, you're a carpenter. Some say that you're actually coming to lead us to freedom from the Romans because at that time, the Jewish people were under the, the rule of the Roman Empire, and were the boot of the Roman Empire. And I'm sure there were all sorts of answers, but Jesus really wanted to know okay, enough about them. Who do you say I am? What do you think? What do you know? Who do you say that I'm in? And Peter spoke up and he said, You're the Christ. You are the Son of God. You are are the one we've been waiting for and i love this i believe this is a powerful message and a reminder to all of us that there is that which is within us this i am presence you know you could use the word the christ consciousness there is that part of us that is asking us every day who do you say i am who do you say I am. Jesus told Peter, he says, you know what? There was no one but God, the Father, that could have revealed this to you. When we spend time in our our meditation and our spiritual practices and connecting to the presence within, then it is that we can awaken, awaken from the trance and the stupor of all the noise out there, of the messages of we don't have enough, there's not enough, you're not enough, But when we go within and listen, then that presence within can reveal to us the truth of the life that is in us. That we're the ones we've been waiting for. We're the ones we've been waiting for. Someone needs to do something about this. Someone needs to fix it. Someone needs to, uh, we're waiting for someone to rescue us. And who do we say that we are? Now, are we saying that we're a wave? We're a wave? And wh- what would that mean in this context? Well, I'm poor, I'm powerless, I'm lonely, I'm broken. When will someone rescue me? Or when will someone do something about it? I use that line because I'm I don't want to say I'm guilty, but I am. <laughs> Somebody needs to do something about this. <laughs> Florence Goebel Shin says, if you you know, if you spot it, you got it. It's yours. Um, <laughs> Or do you say, I am the ocean. I am the ocean. I am abundant. I am powerful. I am whole. I am loved. I'm the one that I've been waiting for. We must dare to expand our thought of what is possible for us. We must expand our thought about who we are and who we believe ourselves to be. There'll be times that it can feel like we're being dashed on the rocks, crashing on the beach. And some of us may be going through it and experiencing that right now. But if we go through these experiences with the perspective of I'm alone, I'm small, we're a goner. In the sense that we will experience being small and alone, but it's not the truth. Knowing that we're part of an ocean, in addition to being a wave, that when we crash, we're not lost, we're not alone, that actually there's only right action that's unfolding, and this is what it's looking like while it's working out, because guess what, when those waves crash on the beach, what do they do, what does that wave do? It runs right back, and it, it's even larger. It comes back again to experience that, to experience its oceanness. There's a passage from The Science of Mind, and I want to close with this, and I don't have a slide for this. But Dr. Holmes writes this. He says, we must unify ourselves with the great whole. The person who dares to fling their thought out into universal intelligence with the assurance of one who realizes their divine nature and its relation to the universe and dares to claim all there is will find an ever-creative good at hand to aid them god will honor their request to the soul that knows its own divinity all else must gravitate to the one who knows i'm mean, reading read that line to the one that knows its own divinity all else must gravitate when we know our oceanness. When we spend time in meditation and prayer and spiritual mind treatments, you know, we have a class going on right now, the Art and Science of Spiritual Mind Treatment, and we have been talking about the steps of affirmative prayer. And this is part of our practice as religious scientists where we, our first step of spiritual mind treatment is we recognize the power of the ocean, call it God. We recognize the qualities of of the allness of God and its power. And the second step is that we reestablish our identity with it. We remind ourselves that we're not limited. What's true about the ocean? What is true about spirit? That spirit is in us. It is the truth about who we are. That reading continues. He says, let us enlarge our thought processes and dare to think in universal terms. Let us dare to believe that every constructive word is invincible. You know, to blaze new trails in our life, we have to start where we're at. We have to start where we're at, not where we used to be. Not where we used to be. We have to be, start where we at and start where we're at and then look at the patterns of belief that come up when we encounter what appears to be limits and see that there is something that is in us that is greater. The power that is in us is greater than our conditions. It's greater than our trauma. It's greater than the drama and then dare to think even larger than we thought before. To practice that way of thinking and to claim that all that there is, is ours. We're not alone. Look at all the waves here. We got waves all around us here. And having waves around us, we can remind us when we allow it that we're connected and that we're one and that in this oneness we are all making our way into our better and higher good we are the ones we've been waiting for that's if we allow ourselves to accept that as our truth you know an affirmation that we can work with every week there is an affirmation that we offer to you know to practice throughout this week in order to blaze a new trail in that way of thinking. And the affirmation this week is, I am one with the divine. Its power is my power. Its love is my love. Its joy is my joy. Say that with me. I I am am one with the divine. Its Its power is my power. power. Its Its love love is my love. Its joy is my joy, and so it is..